Now listen. Listen to it. Hey, you are now listening to Golasso with Carlos and Paul. Hey, my name is Ferris Owens, and you are now listening to Golasso. This is Coach Paul. You are now listening to Golasso with Carlos and Paul. Hey, this is Coach Carlos, and you are now listening to Golasso with Carlos and Paul. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for season two of Golasso with Carlos and Paul. We are your co-hosts, Coach Carlos and Coach Paul. Uh, we just want to say Happy New Year to everybody, to our loyal listeners. Um, we're so happy to be back after a long vacation. Um, so excited to have new things for you guys. Um, and thank you for those of you who, who reached out to us personally and, and asked us when we're coming back. We're back now, baby. We're back now. And we're ready to jump in into our new season um, where we're going to have lots of great things in store for you guys so just stay tuned for when the episode drops and we'll let you guys know when will that happen um yeah so as i said as i mentioned before um we took a good break but now we're energized we're back and we're ready to to hit the ground running for season two of our show um so one of the things that we're doing differently this season is that we're not, we're still going to bring you the same great content as usual. We're just going to be dropping episodes each month. Um, that might change and we'll definitely let all of you listeners know if and when that happens through our social media platforms. So those are one of the changes that will, that is different from season one to from season two. So to get things started, Coach Carlson and I thought uh, this would be a good opportunity for, for both of us to take a look back at uh, 2021. Uh, obviously, the good news is that we were both able to get back on the field and, and do some coaching again after the hiatus with COVID. Um, and um, so I'll get things started. Um, I've been coaching for a league on Capitol Hill for more than five years now. Um, I got back into coaching this fall. I had most of my uh, players that I've had over the last five plus years back with some new players. Um, interestingly enough, the biggest challenge was not COVID related. It was some other things like uh, I thought at the start of the season I'd have probably five or six extra kids in terms of substitutes and <clears throat> for whatever reason, uh, a lot of the kids who signed up couldn't commit to playing. So. Kind of the weekly challenge for me was making sure we had enough players on the field. And, you know, the challenge with that is these are kids at an age, you know, they're early teens where I'm trying to get them to, to focus on one position, which can be a challenge uh, in terms of if you're not sure who's going to be there in a given week. Um, but we managed through that pretty well. Um, and we, we had, I think, around a 500 uh, record for the season. Got in a tournament way out in uh, Virginia, and uh, all in all, you know, I think it was good for all the kids uh, from a mental health perspective to to get back out in the field and to be able to interact with their friends again um, after the COVID hiatus. Um, and the only other thing I'd say in terms of 
the, the COVID situation is I, I thought about um, maybe trying to organize a winter league indoors. And then the more I thought about it, I, I, I didn't think it would be a good idea. One, because of COVID and playing indoors. Um, could be some safety issues with that. I know some parents express concern about that. And from a personal point of view, I, I felt like I needed a mental break um, just to take, take some time off from coaching and then uh, come back at it strong in the spring. Yeah, uh, thank you, Coach, for, for your your feedback. Um, I understand the taking a break part. I, I, I remember when my season was over and and we after the celebration part of ways and so... Uh, yeah, um, and I think kudos to you because I was there firsthand watching, you know, the games and the practices and stuff. So, yeah, so kudos to you guys and, and for all the hard work that, that you and your team put. Um, it's great to watch the games. And um, I remember there was a game that I saw you guys that came back and and won, and it was that was exciting. So I think... Um, one thing I can say too, um, if I can add my two cents on about my season, um, this is my seventh and a half year coaching at um, Amidon Bowen through DC Scores, and so it has been <clears throat> one of the toughest, if not the toughest, seasons that I have coached, just because uh, not only COVID, but like you said. Uh, Having players available, I, I I couldn't form a a girls team, so most of my team was comprised of of boys. I did have um, two girls in my squad, but um, yeah, just was completely different. Um, I think one thing that I did miss was just the grind, just the daily grind of of coaching season. I think. Um, just interacting with the children, interacting with the players, interacting with their families. Um, I can say that we had great support from from families this season. Um, it was uh, very warming to to see them interact um, with their children during the games, see them cheer them on. Um, you know, talking to us coaches in, in a positive manner reaching out to us and asking us if we need any, anything throughout the season. So that was very heartwarming for me, and, and I know that um, my co-coaches really appreciated that. But um, in the end, um, we did play four games, um, and we ended up doing fairly well. So that, that I think that's one of the positives that, that we can take away. And um, Anything you're going to focus on for spring? Yeah, the spring, um, you know, I, I don't think, for those for those of you who may not understand or may not know, like, where the school where I coach at is, and the school where I coach at um, is in my neighborhood. <clears throat> um, I live, like, a minute away from it. Um and it has gotten, that's another thing that has gotten tough too is, you know, the going back and forth from work to, to, uh, my coaching site and they're, they're 30, 20, 25 minutes far apart. So it does, it is taxing, you know? Um, so this will be my last season at, at Amidon Bowen and I'll be transitioning to, um, another school. 
Um, so I think a couple of focuses for the spring season. Yeah, we obviously want to want to um, grab a spot in the playoffs. This is the season where things get really competitive and and um, you try to make the playoffs in order to to hopefully make it to the championship. So. Um, another thing that I want to focus on too is making sure that we have enough growth to be competitive, um, and have two teams again, like, like how we did in the past. Um, and I think lastly, I just want to make it fun. You know, I think I'm, I want to make it fun for them. And, um, I think as my parting, my parting gift would be to, uh, win a championship before I, I go, but I know that's very difficult and that's, that's hard in itself. So I think um, just leaving my legacy, knowing that I gave it all this season, making sure I'm I'm doing the right things and, and creating fun practices and making sure I'm encouraging uh, my student athletes to, to, to do their best on and off the field. I think that's the trophy in itself, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so. So then what are your um, goals? What are your plans for the spring season, coach? Yeah, so uh, great question. I am going to focus on a couple things. One is, and this has kind of been a perpetual thing for me, is trying to improve um, what I do during a given practice. Um, a lot of times I'll either come up short in terms of planning for the week or um, it's kind of a, a hit or miss in terms of how many people will show up for practice. So sometimes I'll have something gamed out and then I realize, well, there's only five kids, so I can't really do what I wanted to do. And so, again, these kids are, are early teens. They're not, you know, seven and eight year olds where you kind of want to go beyond the basics and kind of ga- game out um, things that we can do during a game. And so, I think that's one of the things I'm going to emphasize as the parents is try to make sure your kids show up for practice. Um, I mean, this is a rec league, so. I still, even even with that, I still want them to get as much as they can out of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing is just hopefully uh, we can get more players on the team because, uh, like I said before, there was some situations where, you know, the game started and I didn't have enough players. Um, so um, if we have, you know, a team of five or six players that I can sub in and out, that'll help out a lot. And uh, so, yeah, those are the things I'm focused on. All right. Well, thank you, Coach, for 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 your input. Um, yeah, I think the general takeaway would be just the preparation is key, and I think this season that just passed, it's been a little bit hard to to be on top of preparation because, like you said, you have um, we have student athletes that that show up one day, they don't show up the next day, and these are some of the things that are that are out of control, and we can just move on and, and keep going forward. But I think with with great communication um, will also be great preparation. One of the things I forgot to mention too is I definitely have a sense that um, some players on my team they come to practice every time and they're ready to, to roll. But I I feel like there's a sense sense of frustration from some of them because they're kind of like okay. I want to move beyond kind of just going to scrimmage right away. And so that's a challenge because you've got some players like that and other players who'd be willing, more than happy to do a scrimmage every, every time, but that doesn't ultimately benefit anyone. I don't think. Yeah, I completely agree. And, um, 
I, I think that's just one of those things that you kind of take it into account and um, as like feedback, uh, whether or not they tell you straight away or not. But that's something that that we notice as coach and what's working, and what's not working, and we just have to make sure that we make those changes before before the new season. And speaking of of new seasons, um, we just want to reiterate that. Again, this is our season two of Golasso with Carlos and Paul. Um, we are very excited um, for this new season. We have tons to talk about, new content, new people that we'll interview. Might have some merch, some swag that you guys can buy uh, later down the road. But I just want to reiterate why we did this. And I think um, if you, for those of you who are Soccer heads, for those of you who follow Transfer Market, um, for those of you who like sports in general, um, there's been a big boom um, in the United States, especially in the youth levels, where we see a lot of um, American prospects um, going overseas to Europe, going to South America, um, going to all these different places, and blossoming and being productive and becoming great players and I think that the more and more we talk and the more we promote these grassroots clubs these grassroots programs these non-profit organizations that help children achieve their their goals and dreams I think we'll see more talent going to all across the globe. And for us, uh, we just want to say that we're still working on that. We That's still at our core. Uh, that's still in our beliefs. Is to make sure that the children that we coach um, not only um, have an opportunity to play, but enjoy the, the, the playing. They, that they enjoy the practice. That they enjoy being around... Um, their peers, that they enjoy um, the grind of a season. And, you know, I think we, we often forget that along with, those, with that greatness comes um, complexities and, and come disappointments. And I think that's part of, of uh, as a coach, that you try to, try to let them know, you try to teach that, you know, sometimes we'll... There will be good days and sometimes there will be tough days, but um, we're all in this together. And I think, um, especially in our level, I think grassroots soccer, recreation soccer, that, that we do a great job of of those things. And so before I, I hand it on uh, to you, Coach, I, the last thing I, I want to say is that we're definitely going to continue reaching out to nonprofit organizations that want to talk to us. We want to talk to uh, youth development coaches. We want to talk to ex-players, professional players, um, so that we can get a sense of how and where grassroots soccer can fit in and, and how it can develop into creating the next Messi or Ronaldo or Mbappe for this country. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, and I mean... Central to our starting the podcast was um, both of our realizations that, you know, 
pay for play in terms of the United States is, you know, st still still an issue um, in in this country. Um, and you know, in our neighborhood, what I was thinking about the other day was, we know that there's kids who'd love to play, um, but because of the weather that's not always an option. I mean, growing up in St. Louis, whenever I go back there, I've mentioned this before, there's dozens of indoor soccer facilities that can be used year round. And I think part of that is it's a, a suburbs versus city type of situation where there's a lot of uh, kids in the suburbs um, who have access to those facilities. Um, I, I'd love to just have one of those in DC that kids could play in year round. Um, gyms are obviously a good fallback, but um those aren't always available. So, so the bottom line is, you know, we're we're going to continue to focus, as Coach Carlos said, on, on you know, the grassroots level and, and trying to level the playing field for kids, um, so that they have better access to the game. Yeah, Coach Paul, I completely agree. Definitely, definitely need the access to the game. And, um, you know, off off the record, we've been uh, keeping up with some of the coaches. Um, that we've interviewed some of the people that we've interviewed on this show and just want to say you know shout out to coach Mario he's doing his thing with his, his academy and and still coaching high school and shout out to um, coach David Ferris Owens um, growing the game here in the city of of DC you know shout out to Joanna Loman she's now uh, after her successful release of her book um, we had her on this show talked about her book and now she is um, entering, she's starting her B license courses um, for professional coaching. Too, so shout out to her. Um, and of course, you can find these great interviews, um, these great episodes that we've done in season one. You can find them on Buzzsprout. You can find them on 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 all the platforms <clears throat> that support podcasts like us. Um, so they are free and they are available um, for you for you guys to listen. And I would say definitely listen to season one before you listen to season two. Um, and then you'll get a sense as to where we're coming from. Um, and you can follow us on our social media pages. Um, and then we definitely have a new social media platform. We just uh, created our Instagram account. You can follow Golasso on Instagram at GolassoWCP in all lowercase letters. You can follow us on Twitter. That's Golasso Podcast 20. And you can find us on Facebook. Just type in the search bar Golasso with Carlos and Paul. That is G A Sorry, G O L A Z O with Carlos and Paul. And one thing that we're another thing that we're doing differently this in season two is we want to encourage our listeners. Um Send us topic questions, you know, tweet at us, let us know what you're thinking, um, send us ideas, maybe you want to see, you know, somebody that you want to want us to interview, we can reach out to them and interview them, or send us a topic question and you never know, um, your submission could be our next topic on our show. And with that, just want to thank you guys for taking your time out of the day to listen to us. Welcome to Season 2. Uh, this is Coach Carlos signing off. And Coach Paul. Thank you, and have a good one.